0: Welcome back to Other People's Lives. I'm Joe Sanegato.
1: I'm Greg Dybeck.
0: And I just want to give a quick shout out to all of our patrons. If you sign up for our Patreon, patreon.com slash OPL show, you will get bonus episodes and things like follow-up calls with previous guests.
1: Yes. So today we are, I guess you could say, diving back into the true crime category. Uh, We have a guest on today uh, who sent us an email and the title was, I was in a child pornography ring. Um, the story from, you know, what the pieces that we do know so far, um, really intense, you know, sort of wild story. And, uh, we have the guests on now. So thank you so much for being on the show.
2: Yeah. Thank you for having me.
1: So uh, I think the best way to, you know, kick something like this off is to just kind of let you start from the beginning really of, of how this all came to be.
2: Yeah. So... What essentially happened is, my entire life, until I was like 10 years old, I had lived with my grandparents. And once I turned 10, my mom ended up getting a place and I ended up moving in with her, but I still had a very like strong connection with my grandparents. So we'd visit them really often, and I would always come like back and forth, and my grandma would come to visit me, I'd come and visit her, I'd stay over at her house a lot, and essentially like about half a year after I had moved in with my mom, my grandma started getting these emails from this person that called himself the warrior and we're very like spiritual. So we believe in like reincarnation and all that stuff. And what he was saying is that he was a reincarnation of, um, this uh, native american warlord who fought against the government named crazy horse and that he um my grandma was the reincarnation of his wife so like essentially a soulmate and she got really into that and he was saying that he could like shapeshift and like send spirit animals to talk to her and so he would be like I'm gonna come visit you in the form of a hawk and then we would see like a hawk flying over our house and just weird coincidences that would happen like that and she would continue to talk to him and I believe she had a romantic relationship with him even being with my grandpa because they were still married the entire time and he would visit her I believe and about maybe another half a year or a year later, she came to me and she asked if I wanted to be a part of this uh, spiritual group of reincarnated soldiers that he had. And she told me that she already asked my mom if she wanted to be a part of it. And my mom told her no. So she said that since I'm like the next in the bloodline, but essentially I was like a native princess so like, I was like twelve at the time, and I was like really excited to hear that.
1: So you're 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 Native American too, right? Your family and and this man is as well. So so the beliefs are very strong for things like this. You said like reincarnation, the bloodline. Okay, so just keeping up so far. So the, that's how the warrior he went by the ro- the warrior. Yeah. Entered your life. Okay, got it.
2: Yeah, and um. So after I agreed to being a part of the group, she gave me his email and at the time, like I could text his email from my phone and he would talk to me and we talked for about a week about like normal stuff, about how I'm doing in school, about like what I wanna be when I grow up. Um, I've always been like really into changing my style. So he would talk to me about fashion. And after about a week, he. Wanted to like, he said to read my aura, and in doing so, to read my aura, I had to send him naked photos. And he would say that, like, he needed it from all angles so he could really read my aura and make sure that I was dedicated to being a part of this group that they had.
0: And how old were you at the time?
2: I was 12, 12 and a half.
0: So up until this point, this is a man that you've never met before, but someone who just sort of reached out and now became a part of your life?
2: Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure my grandma had met him before and, like, was visiting with him often. And I would hear stories about him from my grandma. Okay. But I would never met him in person.
0: So he asked you for the photos?
2: Yeah. And I would send them to him and he would tell me that, he could tell that i was like dedicated to wanting to be a part of this group and that he would want more photos to keep up with like my aura and so it would be about like a weekly bi-weekly thing where i'd send him like nude photos of my body from different angles and they would have to be new ones or else he would be able to tell if i resent old photos and After a while, he said that the way that I could enhance, um, like my spirit to be able to be more dedicated to the group would be to masturbate and to masturbate on camera and send him videos of that.
1: At, At 12 years old, um, how, how aware are you at the time that this is potentially, you know, not something that you should be involved in?
2: Um, at the time, I feel like I had a lot more hope that it wasn't them just trying to be malicious because I knew about, you know, sexual predators and, like, how older people shouldn't be watching me do this because I am at such a young age, but, like, at the same time, I was really holding out hope that it was for a spiritual cause and that, like, maybe they really could read my aura and... I wanted to really show my dedication towards this group so i would kind of ignore the fact that i knew that it was illegal and that they shouldn't be doing it to show my dedication
1: right so what happens then when he asks to step it up a level and in- involve masturbation
2: um he would ask me every week to like go Deeper and deeper and then use different things like because I'm obviously 12 I didn't have like sex toys. So he'd ask me to use like toothbrushes hairbrushes different things that I can stick in myself and then You know stretch out my vagina
0: (laughs) So I mean at this point, I mean this is a couple of years you said you're 12 now So this is two years that he was doing this Yeah And then did you talk to any conversations with your grandma about your, your, or who or yeah, I think you, you said your grandma. So did you have conversations with your grandma about this guy and maybe being like, Hey, is this sort of normal? Like, did she know what was going on?
2: Yeah. Yeah. She knew what was going on. And, um, sometimes like if I was late sending the photos because they would expect it at a certain time, she would ask me, like, she would message me and be like, hey, you haven't sent the photos yet. You know, like, you should really do that. And, like, if I wouldn't send the photos, they would send my grandma incriminating messages saying that they know where my grandpa's at right now and that they could do things to hurt my grandpa. And it was, mes- it was mostly my grandpa that they were targeting to, like, send physical harm to if I didn't continue sending them more nudes and videos of me masturbating.
1: Was your grandpa aware or just your grandma?
2: It was just my grandma that was aware. My grandpa had no idea.
1: Wow. So, okay. So she she knew about it to the extent she was involved and urging you on to continue sending these photos because she didn't want your grandpa to find out, essentially?
2: Yeah. Um. They also, like, threatened to, like, you know, hurt him and... You know basically murder him and as like a 12 year old i was like really worried about that because i wasn't sure the extent if they really could do that but i didn't really want to test it either
0: so they made it well known to you that if you didn't do this then not only would you quote unquote suffer spiritually but you also would get your grandfather into some physical harm
2: yeah
1: Okay, so at this point, you understand that there's threats involved, but you're still holding on to hope that th- there is a spiritual aspect to this and that this man, the warrior, is who he says he is. Um, okay, so, yeah, how, do, how does that progress from, from here?
2: Um, for the next, like, two, two years, yeah, I was sending them on a pretty regular basis. Um, the next year, actually, I came out as bisexual, and they were wanting me to, like, they were sending me photos of other kids around my age, both male and female, because they were saying that they wanted me to practice my spirituality with them, which basically meant having sex. And they were trying to explain it to me, like, I didn't know what porn was, but they were saying that... I would have to sleep in the same room as them and then there'd be people around with cameras. And at like 13, I already pretty much knew that like what porn was. So I wasn't like questioning on that. I kind of just went along with it because I didn't want to irritate them and make them think that their ruse was like breaking. So they would send me photos of like other girls and other guys and throughout like the whole time, I think I only picked like one guy that I wanted to do that with and he lived all the way on the other side of the state. So it was really hard for us to meet schedules. So that never actually happened.
1: Were these grown men that they were sending you or other underage children?
2: It was other underage children.
0: So they basically were trying to set up a location and time for you to have sex with these children that were around your age
2: yeah
1: also just evidence of i guess the network that they have and and the reach
2: yeah exactly
1: so you weren't you weren't the only child involved in this no all right so did uh so what what ended up happening with the the video they them trying to set up i guess a a location and a partner for you
2: yeah once that first one fell through they would continue to send me more photos of other underage people and i didn't find any of them really particularly attractive so i tell them that i just didn't want to do it with them and they were pretty understanding about that but after that time they had like i finally was able to meet the man he um my grandma i went down to her house and i spent the night there and she woke me up around like 1 a.m and we went to the beach to go meet him and when we went to the beach to meet him um he asked to like go on a walk with me alone and my grandma was kind of really nervous about it i can remember her being really nervous and like telling me that my phone needs to be charged and that if anything goes wrong that i need to text her and then to like text her every half an hour to make sure that i'm still doing okay and so Me and him went on a walk on the beach alone together and at the time it was like it really played into his favor because on the beach it was a full moon out and when we were walking on the beach the sand under our feet started to glow. Now as an adult I know that it was like there's a certain kind of algae that lives under the sand that if the moonlight's hitting it right then it it will glow like you see it a lot in like waves and different kinds of beaches and stuff so it was completely natural but at the time i didn't know that so i thought it was like magic so it increased my like belief in the spiritual side of it
0: (sighs) okay so i mean on this walk that you guys took did did anything happen or you guys just kind of walked and what did you discuss
2: um he asked me how I was doing, um, how I liked living with my mom, how I was doing in school, normal things. And then at the end of it, he told me that if I wanted to increase my spirit, spirituality more, that I could masturbate right there in front of him. But I told him I wasn't comfortable with that, and he seemed really understanding. And after that point, we went back to meet up with my grandma.
1: Okay. Did, um... Was there any point, I'm just curious throughout all of this, where your grandma kind of showed that she understood the position that you were in? Or did she? was she always trying to, I guess, sugarcoat it for lack of a better word, um, or just kind of like divert it back to, you know, the spiritual path? Or, or did she ever make it clear that, you know, she understood this was wrong?
2: Yeah, she always seemed really... Um like tiptoeing around like the fact of like pushing me to send these photos that I didn't really want to send at the point in time she would always try and like she seemed like she was really upset that she had to ask but she still did it because like she didn't want anything bad to happen to my grandpa and she would like uh sympathize with me because she would say that she would have to send these photos and videos too
0: do you now know what this guy was doing with all of these photos
2: um i believe he was distributing them to other uh grown adults through email and potentially through the dark web
1: it's it's insane i I just almost break from the story for a second you know just just hearing this and i mean sorry that you had to go through this i think doesn't say enough um just the idea of this, you know, the idea of child sex rings, child pornography rings—it's—it's it's truly one of the most disturbing crimes I think that that I can think of. And the idea of preying on innocence, helplessness—you um, know, just that kind of powerlessness that a child has, and and the manipulation that can be done—it's um, crazy. It's just—it's so sinister. It's something that you want to imagine would exist, really, you know, only in movies, uh, only in books, um, but. It, You know it's so the fact that it is becoming more prevalent that there are more cases you know the idea of like Jeffrey Epstein and his international sex trafficking case um, it's just truly it just makes me sick to my stomach it's just one of the most disturbing things that um, I can think of and I I can't imagine being in that you know position Um, but I I guess the we are talking to you today uh, and you are aware of everything that you know, has happened. So, um, you know, where, where did this go from here? You finally meet him on the beach. Um, luckily say you're not comfortable and and go back to your grandma, I think is where we left off.
2: Yeah. Um, at that point before we left, we had, uh, he had some conversation with my grandma. I can't really remember exactly what it was, but he was saying that he himself was like six, so he couldn't necessarily like transform at that moment. But he was, like, a lot more heavier, like, he was a really heavy dude. Like, he was was kind of fat. So, he said that he couldn't fully transform. So, what he did was just suck in his stomach a lot and then have me feel his stomach. And then, essentially, like, that was supposed to be my proof that he could shapeshift and, like, him doing it in front of me. And at that time, after, like all that and then finding out that like about the algae and everything. Cause I only found out about it maybe like a year and a half later. And I was like 15 at that point in time, I started to like, have my own like independent thoughts and like doubts of the group because all I was essentially doing was just masturbating a lot and sending them nudes. I didn't feel any more spiritual.
0: So at what point did you decide that you know i'm not going to be a part of this and like how did you sort of break away from this thing
2: um so i did kind of tiptoe around it because it would only om- they would only get a hold of me maybe like once a month every two months something like that and it would happen less frequently where they'd want me to send them new photos and videos and masturbating and So I kind of would try and like make excuses for why I couldn't because I wouldn't be at my house very often anymore. I would say that I was with a friend so I couldn't take the photos right away or I couldn't do the video or I'm staying like at a friend's house. So I can't just like masturbate in my friend's house. (laughs) That'd be weird. Even more weird than having to send photos and videos of me masturbating to grown people. And then they would kind of, push it off to be like, Oh, well, could you and your friend do it? And then like, at the time I would have like girlfriends and I, I would still be in like relationships and they would ask if I was comfortable sending them videos of like us doing it or us doing things together. And I would ask my partners if they're okay with that, but none of them were really okay with that. So I never ended up sending any videos or photos of me with my friends or any of my relationships. So I'd use those as, like, excuses to where I couldn't do it.
0: So you slowly kind of just, like, you know, lost connection with them?
2: Yeah. And it was about the time when I was, like, 15 and a half. I was turning 16 really soon where I had sent them photos. And my mom was going through my phone, and my mom found the photos. And my mom was really upset because I had their name under my grandma's name because I didn't want her to like know that they were two separate people I didn't want anybody to really know they were two separate people so she saw me sending photos of myself naked and videos of me masturbating to my grandma and that's when my mom confronted me about it and then she took it to the police and there was a case opened against my grandma
1: wow 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 So the case, the original case for all of this was open against your own grandma.
2: Yeah. Wow,
1: Um, okay. What, I can't even imagine a mother's reaction to something like that. Do you know if she confronted your grandmother or did she just go straight to the police?
2: She went to me first, she showed me my phone, she showed me the messages between me and my grandma and she was like, what the fuck is this? And I had to, I like deflected it a lot. I, you know, being 15, I was like, why are you going through my phone? Like I was upset at her mostly for going through my phone and finding it more than I was at the fact of like realizing that this isn't right. Because the entire time that it was happening, I kind of thought my mom knew because what my grandma had told me when I first agreed to being a part of this was that she already asked my mom. And Mm. so I thought that entailed that my mom knew what was happening in this group and that she kind of knew in the background. But I think my grandma didn't necessarily tell her about, like, the reading spirits and, like, auras and things like that. So my grandma thought that it might have just been, or my mom thought that it might have just been, um, like, some weird native spirit, spiritual thing that she didn't quite understand. So my mom didn't agree to being a part of it.
1: Okay. So what happened when a case was finally open and, and now the police were involved?
2: Um, they brought me in and they had me explain everything that I just explained to you guys. Um, they took my phone and they had like all of our prior messages through the phone. They were able to track his email through the email I was sending him the photos on. And they looked through and like, they made sure that my story corresponded with the emails and messages that he sent me and my grandma, because now they had my grandma's email too. They were able to go into her Facebook and then see like her talking to different profiles that this man had made under different names. So like they could exchange photos and it, like could have not got back to him because he was using a bunch of different emails and a bunch of different names to distribute all this.
0: So your, your grandmother, I mean, I just like, I'm, it's hard to even speak right now I'm just like speechless with this story, but, um, so they opened up a case against your grandmother and they, you know, you kind of explain the whole thing and what action is taken towards this man and your grandmother.
2: Um for my grandmother, she was prosecuted um, she was registered as a sex offender and spent 5 years in prison. And after my grandma was prosecuted, they um they came to my house and they had me identify who i believe was the man that i met on the beach that night because i had only met him that one time and they had a lineup of people that i could choose from who i thought was him and i ended up pointing him out in the roster and they videotaped that as like for my defense because it was essentially me against my grandma at that point like my word against hers
0: what do you mean against her she was denying that She was trying to protect the guy?
2: Yeah, she was trying to protect him.
0: How was she trying to protect him? She wasn't giving up his name or anything?
2: Yeah, and she was saying that um, the entire time it was consensual, even though that didn't really matter because I'm underage, but she was saying that it was essentially my idea to start sending the photos, even though they had a bunch of evidence to prove otherwise.
1: Wow. How how do you come to terms with that? I mean, your, your own grandmother, you said in the beginning that you were close to her and for her to uh, ultimately end up, you know, I, I guess against you or, or trying to say that it was your fault. Um, uh, that's, that's crazy to hear.
2: Um, it's still really hard to this day because now my grandma is, she was released after three years for good behavior and, um, I don't really keep in contact with her. My mother does. And then I keep in contact with my mom. And so she'll like pass messages on through us to like, because I've had a, a lot of things go on this year. Like my grandpa passed away. And that was the first time I was able to see my grandma since all of that went down. So, cause we were only able to have that one day of visitation due to the fact that my grandpa had passed away and it was at his funeral.
1: Yeah, wow. Like like Joe said, it's it's hard to even put words together, I think when you start processing the the family dynamic plus everything that that you've been through. Um but, you know, I guess in general, how uh, have you been able to, you know, you know, move forward from this um to the point that you're able to talk about it today?
2: Um, I'm really confident in the fact that it was mostly of pure ignorance that I was doing most of these things. I do know that like, I could have at any point taken the risk of like, not sending them and telling them that I didn't want to be a part of this. But the fact that my grandpa's life was on the line and I cared for him so much, I don't I'm not really hard on myself for that fact, because... In my mind, it was either send these photos or my grandpa essentially isn't going to be around anymore and he could die in a really brutal way.
1: Yeah, that's no position a child or anyone should ever be in. Um...
2: Exactly. So I'm not I'm not really hard on myself about that. Um, It's still really hard because I still don't have any hard feelings towards my grandma. I don't really like blame her because I understand that she herself is obviously very mentally sick. And at that point in time, there was uh, alcohol and drug abuse with my grandma. And since her being in prison and like being able to take that time to reflect on everything, she seems really like upset at herself for having all that happen. So it's, it might be because of the fact that like i have that deep connection with her that i grew up with her basically being like the only mother figure in my life and then the fact that i can like sympathize with her more than like kind of be upset with her
0: and as as far as this guy what ended up happening to him
2: i not sure, actually. I've tried calling the police department and talking to the detective that had this under work. I've called them, I think, at least every year to try and check up on the case. And he said that it was sent through the FBI and because he's across state borders and we live very close to Canada. So they have to, um, like they're not trying to pursue him immediately and have him know that he's being pursued Because then he might flee to Canada, and then that would take a lot more longer for them to prosecute him due due to like jurisdictions and stuff. So that's the only update that I've gotten so far within the last five, six years.
1: Wow. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) like I kind of mentioned before, I mean, there, you know, I know there's nothing we can say. We are not certified, schooled, and anything to you know be in any position um, you know other than we are sorry that you know you had to go through this and you know that it's good that you're at a point where you know you like you said are able to to tell this story and that you're not hard on yourself and you know I think for us it's you know that I wish it wasn't true but if if there is anyone who is listening that has experienced this um or is going through anything similar or any sort of you know manipulation or anything like that you know that you can be a beacon of hope in this case um you know and and just the simple fact that this exists that this is something that uh, you know i think so many people ignore or so many people write off as this can't happen as often as you know people want to think it happens but it really does like it really exists Um, and it's, it's disgusting and and it needs to stop. So, you know, this right here is, I think, just, just proof of that, you know, just what you were involved in and who knows how far that network work spread and how many people they had involved. But, uh, the, the sad reality is that this happens and it it probably happens every day around the world.
2: Yeah, exactly. It, it, I feel like I want, I wanted to be on this show and comment on this and tell my story because of the fact that I had been sent hundreds of photos of guys and girls that were involved in this that were still like around my age that were underage. And, you know, it, it's still, you're still able to come out and talk about this after the fact, like it's still an open case. And if you have like experienced things like this before then like i want people to feel more inclined to be able to talk about it and not feel like such because at the time i didn't really want to come to f- for i didn't want to come out with it because like i felt like i was doing wrong because i still had that voice to where i could have told them that i didn't want to send the photos i kind of held guilt on myself that i didn't have to do what they were asking of me so like that's why i feel like i never came forward with it even though in my mind i already knew that it wasn't for like the spiritual purposes that they were trying to lead me on
0: well i yeah. I, I gotta say like this is you know a, a very you know intense story and an episode and i think you're just an incredibly strong person to be talking about it the way that you are and even going as far as to not hold a grudge against your grandmother, which, you know, I would think, you know, a lot of people would in this sense, but I, I'm just at a loss for words. Like Greg said, we were terribly sorry that this happened to you. And, you know, the, what you just said is I think incredible. The fact that you want to, you know, get this out there and tell your story because there were other people involved and, you know, it's, it's crazy to think about, but that was just one guy in one like network, if you will. And I'm sure this is happening, yeah. you know, everywhere. And there has to be exactly. people that were involved in something similar in their lives. So, you know, I commend you for, you know, coming on and, and choosing our platform to kind of spread your story. Um, yeah, it's just I appreciate you,
2: know, you guys for being here and letting me tell my story.
0: Yeah, of course. No, of,
1: of course, of course. But wow. Thank you, you know, so much, um, for being on, you know, we know that can't be easy. So we, we really, really appreciate it.
2: Yeah. I appreciate you guys letting me on. It feels good cause this is the first time I've ever actually told the whole story from start to finish.
1: Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, hopefully it helps. You know, I think the positive, is we now live in a time where you know victims of things like this um of sexual assault of you know and any type of manipulation um there's feeling more empowered to speak up and i think as a collective those voices are, are what's going to help push um you know and, and make a change in society so thank you
2: yeah thank you guys
1: all right well have a good rest of the day
2: yeah you as well
0: Bye. bye that uh dude that was like even tough to sit through honestly like that is my genuine raw reaction is like that was even it was just like incredibly hard for me to like even listen to that Mm -hmm. and i am always i feel like that we have certain episodes where you know, we have a guest and, like, I just don't talk as much as as you do because I'm just, like, I'm, like, floor... I'm, I don't know what to say, you know? Like, there's nothing you can say to someone like that. And it's, like, it's it's hard for me to even, like, process this story even, you know? And I was... And, you know, she's able to talk about it in, in this way. And, like, I don't think people realize how fucking insane that is, the fact that she can come on our show and you know be able to talk about it with a clear mind and then at the end you know say something as amazing as you know there's other people involved and i know because you know they have were sending me pictures of these underage kids and you know there's other people go you know who could be affected by something like this so she's trying to make sure that people aren't like it i'm just i'm always blown away by people's strength with this show and it, and it scales from people just being open about you know some sort of fetish that they have all the way to something like this and it's it's just crazy and i can't even explain like how it's making me feel right now it's just i i don't even know what to say like i don't have words for it
1: i mean i think that's good i think that the the genuine reaction to this is not to you know, try to tie a a bow on it or, you know, make a summary of it. I mean, this is something that I think it's just one of those stories you hear and those experiences that you have to process for a long time. And I think that's why it's important to get something like this out there because it's so hard to digest. And I think that's the point is that these things do happen and, you know, uh, it's easy to walk around like they don't, you know, and this is obviously one of many, many injustices, you know, in the world, and, and, y- you know, sinister things that go on, but, um, you know, it it does happen, and it just, it's one of those things that there's more light being shed now, I think, in cases. I think things like, you know, Epstein, of course, bringing attention to it, of how possible things like child pornography rings are, human trafficking, sex trafficking. I mean, these are big, scary things that, you know kind of have that feel of like it's underground it's you know does this happen does this happen as often as we think and you know like i said i mean the answer is clearly yes and uh i don't know i i don't i don't know what to say either um but it's this is something that i'll be you know thinking about for a long time um you know i think another thing that i'm gonna be looking into also to see what what there is to to do to help out there you know help victims in this case and you know take yeah. action in in some way um but yeah, it's it is heavy
0: you know because it's it's kind of like it's one of those things where you know you you want to help but things like this don't even like pop into your head on a day-to-day you know there's tons of problems with the world and there's tons of people going through difficult times that could use support um but it's like, you don't think about them though, no, you know? And like in the beginning of this episode, I'm not even going to lie to be com- like completely transparent here. I was just like thinking about like, yo, there's no way we could put this out. Like mm-hmm. I, I was like, there's, it's so, it feels like, and, and, you know, it's hard to even talk, but it, it just feels like, fuck, like, I don't want to be the one to tell people about this, or I don't want to be the one to you know, whatever. But at the same time, like and it, my opinion changed completely when it, when she said like, you know, I'm, she was thankful to us to be able to come on and like tell her story so she could help people with that. And it, and it completely changes your mind. And, and I didn't have this thought in my head of, I wasn't saying that because from a selfish point of view, I was saying it because it was so intense. And I just like, didn't really know what to do with all this information. I'm like, Oh, this is, it feels like a secret that someone's telling me. Like, how can I, it it would, like, how can I be the one to tell people about this? It's not my place to tell. But, you know, when you really think about, you know, what this show could possibly do for people and, you know, she put into words perfectly that, you know, sometimes just knowing that you're not the only one this happened to and there are people who get past, you know, hard things or there's people that have dealt with things in their lives and now they have um, sort of a light at the end of the tunnel and they've kind of overcome it and they're dealing with it not that they're completely done with it but they're dealing with it and managing um everything like i think that goes a long way and i think you know like i said at first i was just like i don't damn like i don't want to tell anyone like it's it was it was just i don't know but um i'm i'm honored that she would even come on the show and, and talk about it with us and like i think like i said i think this this girl is incredibly strong and and I respect her so much for being able to talk about it like that and to come on the show and, and basically do it for others. I mean, she even said that she toyed with a long time with not telling anyone because, you know, it's a, it's a hard thing to tell, but then, you know, she's doing it for, for other people. So yeah, no, and
1: just that, that guilt that comes with, you know, being a victim in cases like this to, for her to be able to shed that is great to hear because no child should be responsible for the actions like that. I mean, that's just pure ma- manipulation, um, pure power over a child to get them to do things, and that is not the child's fault. Um, yeah. but yeah man i'm 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 with you one hundred percent it's it's hard. It's not something you want to hear, but you know, I think the good thing is we now are living in a time where I think we're starting to understand, you know, silence doesn't do any good either if anything silence does more harm than good right um and you know referring to a lot of different things but uh yeah it's it's heavy but now it's out there
0: yeah um i you know i have nothing really else to say this is, this is gonna take time to sort of process uh, but uh you know if you feel like you have anything that fits for the show, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Uh, go to OPLshow.com slash contact, fill out the form and send us an email.
1: Yes. And uh, Joe mentioned in the beginning, uh, the Patreon page that we have guys, really cool community there. If you're a fan of the show, uh, you get... All the bonus episodes that we do, we have a chat where you guys can come in, you can speak with some of the guests that we have on, they come into the chat so that you guys can ask your questions, and we have some really good uh, follow-up episodes with guests. We just uh, put out a follow-up with the the guest from a few episodes ago, it was titled, My Husband Doesn't Know Our Baby Isn't His. Since that episode, she has actually told the husband the story that she told on the show, and got a test. And the results back Mm -hmm. um, To prove whose baby it actually is So just an example of a guest follow-up That's available on Patreon right now Uh, Plus, you know, it helps support the show It helps us keep us doing what we're doing And that's patreon.com Slash OPL show And other than that Check us out on Instagram at OPL podcast Where we post clips And that's it
0: Yep, that is all See you guys next time